0: soccer fans hello and welcome to episode 21 of the stars and stripes fc podcast donald wine here co-manager of stars and stripes where you can find our wonderful community discussing all the latest news surrounding the u.s. national soccer teams the players in the player pool and other news impacting american soccer on this episode the u.s. men's national team decides not to play any games in october We will take a look at that in the ever-changing calendar, and we will also discuss Weston McKinney's debut for Juventus, and Gio Reyna scores the opening goal for Borussia Dortmund's season. We begin, however, with the U.S. men's national team. 2020 is a year to forget for all of us, but for the men's national team, well, we thought 2018 was a lost year. Well, 2020 will really be a lost year. On Tuesday, U.S. Soccer announced that the team will not play any matches during the FIFA International fixture window in October. That is due to the many restrictions put in place on travel stemming from the coronavirus pandemic, both here in the United States and abroad. About a month ago or so, head coach Greg Berhalter, in an interview, expressed his desire to play matches domestically in October and in Europe in November, but urged that the safety of the players and the staff, was the primary concern, as it should be for all of us. It seems that because of quarantine rules and various other restrictions that have been put in place by several countries, and also the limited number of teams that were even available to play, there will be no matches for the men's national team in October. It shouldn't come as a surprise to fans... The window is less than two weeks away, and with Europe playing Nations League and Euro 2020 playoffs and Commie Bulls doing World Cup qualifiers, there weren't that many teams that were available, and the number of dates they were even available were even fewer. Furthermore, FIFA has a rule in place that I'm sure you all know that clubs do not have to release players that would be required to quarantine on either side of the international window. And since that U.S. passport doesn't really get us into a lot of countries right now without quarantining because of the pandemic, it was going to be hard for Berhalter to bring in the guys that he wanted to play a full-fledged match. And there's also no obligation for teams to release a player to participate in a camp where there are no scheduled matches. So the team was kind of stuck here. They still hope that they can schedule some matches for the November window, which runs November 9th through the 17th. However... The same concerns still apply. The availability of teams, uh, and the lack thereof, still exists, and they're going to have to work their way around that. There were reports that US Soccer was trying to get a match scheduled with Wales. If you can recall 18 decades ago, back in March, the men's national team was supposed to play Wales and the Netherlands in friendlies before the start of this coronavirus pandemic forced the cancellation of both of those matches. Wales would be a difficult test and a chance for Burhalter to evaluate some European talent. But if they can't get that match, in all likelihood, we may not see the team take the field until March. Because, I mean, let's be real. If they can't play in November, then the annual January camp will likely be in peril as well. Particularly since it occurs outside of a FIFA-sanctioned international window. Speaking of March... We have now learned that CONCACAF has moved the Nations League playoffs from the March 2021 window to June of 2021. That means that World Cup qualifying is officially delayed until next fall. CONCACAF apparently is negotiating with FIFA to provide more dates to make up the four matches that would have been missed from that June 2021 double window. One of those windows being created specifically for CONCACAF to get this octagon in. And it's unclear on whether, whenever qualifying begins, if it will begin with what was supposed to be the first match, or if it will begin with the match that is originally scheduled for that window, and they find dates to make at the postponed matches. We also don't know if this would mean yet another format change. What we do know is that right now, the United States Men's National Team has 14 matches in World Cup qualifying, and they will have to somehow be completed in five international windows. That's a tall task for CONCACAF to handle, and it means the logistics and the tactics for Greg Berhalter and the coaching staff has to be reconsidered. And for the players, imagine this. If they're somehow able to use the existing windows and squeeze three to four matches into them instead of two, what if a key player gets injured with their club right before a FIFA window, causing them to miss a few weeks and a couple of international windows? we lose that player for almost half of World Cup qualifying. That's not good for a player pool that already has a bunch of players dealing with injuries or returning from injuries. And that's not good for the U.S. men's national team to miss out on a key player for half of the most important games on their schedule. So CONCACAF needs to figure this all out. And of course, because the pandemic continues to persist, we may have to just wait and see. And most likely, we're going to have to take this window by window and adjust as we go along. Next up, we discuss a couple of performances that were incredible to watch from American players at two of the biggest clubs in the world. But first, we will pause for this quick break. on the Stars and Stripes SC Podcast. Okay, to more fun news. I want to talk about a couple of great performances I saw in Europe over the weekend. First, Weston McKinney. Yes, Weston McKinney made his debut for Juventus by being included in the starting 11 for their season opener against Sampdoria last weekend. And McKinney was everywhere on the field. He impressed a lot of people. And if you take a look at the raw stats for him, they they are even better. These stats were compiled by Brian Sierretta of American Soccer Now, a great follow on Twitter if you haven't followed him already. But check out these numbers. Weston McKinney went the full 90, 94 touches, 3 shots, 2 of them on target, 1 key pass. He was 61 out of 69 on passing for the day. For those of you doing math at home, that is an 88.4% completion rate. One area one, one dribble completed, four tackles, three interceptions, two clearances, two fouls, and four of five on accurate long balls. What does this mean to all of you at home? What a remarkable performance from Weston McKinney. That's what it means. Those two shots on target, mind you, were right on the doorstep of the goal, and both of them came just a couple minutes apart. The first one directly led to a goal. Uh, on the rebound of that shot from McKinney, but that doesn't show up in the stat line for him. He was also great at tracking back on defense, he was getting involved in the offense, and you would have thought that Weston McKinney has been a part of Juventus for a long time. He looks comfortable and and felt comfortable at that box-to-box midfield position, and even when he was shifted out to right wing back later in the match, his comfort level didn't decrease. So, that has to give him a lot of confidence, and perhaps more importantly, It'll give Juve's new coach, Andrea Pirlo, more confidence in him. So, congrats to Weston McKinney for a fabulous debut for Juventus. And you know, as we move on in the season, Juventus is obviously going to be a team to watch. They are the favorite in Serie A. They are one of the favorites for Champions League. And it looks like Weston McKinney is going to be right in the thick of things every single match. Also, we Anita, congratulations Gio Reyna, who notched his first ever Bundesliga goal for Borussia Dortmund. He opened up the scoring for the black and yellow in a 3-0 win over Borussia Mönchengladbach. His goal was his this time. It wasn't one that took a deflection off Axel Witzel like the one credited to him in the German Cup last week. This one was all his, baby. A nice run up on goal, a terrific finish to score the first goal of the season for Dortmund. He's also the second youngest American to score in the Bundesliga, so congrats to him for that. Christian Pulisic had beat him by exactly 100 days. Also, of course, scoring for Borussia Dortmund. Here's Gio Reyna's raw stats again, compiled by Brian Shireta of American Soccer. Now, he went 78 minutes, one shot, one goal. He also drew a penalty. One key pass, 30 for 30 on passing. I don't know if you need to do the math on this one. That's 100%. One out of two on accurate crosses. He hit his only long ball, zero dribbles, but he had three times that he was fouled. He didn't have any tackles, clearances, or interceptions. But he drew a penalty, 100% passing, a goal scored. Come on, y'all. That's a hell of a start for the 17-year-old. It's incredible to see him so comfortable in that attacking midfield position. And he's there by himself, which means that the team puts a lot of confidence in him, to move the ball forward and create scoring opportunities. And he did that in Bushels last weekend. So I think we all hope he can continue in this trajectory and become one of the main focal points of the offense. And we want it to be safe for the U.S. men's national team to return as soon as we can. Because I speak for all of you, I'm pretty sure, when I say that we cannot wait to see Gio Reyna in that red, white, and blue. We'll leave it there for episode 21 of the Stars and Stripes FC podcast. Listen, are you interested in one day writing for Stars and Stripes FC? You can get started with a fan post. Our fan post section is a great place for you to submit your articles on some of the big news facing U.S. soccer and American soccer leagues. If we like what we see, it can be featured on the front page and many on our staff got their start by submitting fan posts, myself included. If you have questions or you want to pitch a story, hit us up at ssfcpodcast at gmail.com. And don't forget to hit that subscribe button for this show wherever you get your podcasts. So enjoy the rest of the week, folks. Until next time, take care.